Hey, y'all, it's Troy with Talk CDL. Are you looking to become a trucker and get your Class A CDL? Do you get nervous taking tests like I do? Well, check out this program. It's called driving-tests.org. That's D-R-I-V-I-N-G-T-E-S-T-S dot org. Here's what you get with this program. 1,500 exam-like questions, 67 realistic CDL practice tests, all CDL classes slash endorsements. It's available in English and in Spanish. DMV CDL Examin Simulator comes with this. 1,500 CDL flashcards. Again, you're guaranteed to pass this on your first try. And you also get nine CDL cheat sheets. Check it out again. Driving-tests.org. D-R-I-V-I-N-G. Dash T E S T S dot org. So, the other night I got a story. Oh boy! A, did I say story? You you. I I, 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 I have a story to tell. <laughs> no, seriously, I do have a story. You do. Yeah. So the other day. Uh huh. Um, this past week. I mean, you know a little bit about it, but I was at six o'clock in the morning. I think it was on a Sunday. Yeah, you're on your way to. I was on my way to church. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, I pull into the 7-Eleven. And big gulp. Oh, he's the big gulp. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, I, I pull into the 7-Eleven. I park. I'm the only one there because it's 6 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I, I do the cooking, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I'm on my way to be, you know, cooking. I forget. What did we make last, this past week? What did we have for lunch? On Sunday. Ham and ca- was it ham, ham and cabbage? I was doing like a ham and cabbage. But anyways, I pull in. I'm at the gas pump, and I get out. As I'm pulling in, another car pulls up on the other, you know, on the other side of the pump, and I can see the car. And I see, I, I can see a guy. He gets out, and he's, you know, trying to open up his gas tank or whatever he's doing, or paying for his gas at the pump. And as I get out, it's people we know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, no sense in saying names because the audience don't know them. But funny thing is, this this girl, she's like, hey, baby, look, it's Troy. Look, it's Troy. And I'm like, hey, 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 how you guys doing? You know, we're talking and stuff. And um, I'm getting ready to walk in because I want to buy some gum. And um, the guy is like, hey, I'll come in with you. You know, so we're going and we're just hanging out and we're talking and talking, you know. And uh, we finally come out. This is a quick story. We finally it's come. not the way you're telling it. <laughs> No, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> no, so we come SpongeBob out. SpongeBob episode 10 hours later. <laughs> 10 hours later. So, no, no, so there we are. We're coming out, right? And this guy, he's like, I'm serious, he's like six foot seven, the guy that I'm talking yeah, to, he's right? He's big. And he, he goes, we come walking around the car, and his, his, his wife, I guess, she's pumping gas. And, right? and she's not tall. She's like, Five foot. Yeah, she's so like he's like a foot and a half taller than her. So anyway, so we come walk around a court car, and there she is. And he goes, "Hey, first off, baby, you're pumping gas with a lit cigarette in your hand." <laughs> and I, I'm, I look over. I'm standing there, and I go, I'm, "My eyes are getting big." And and she just starts flicking it around, you know. And and he starts laughing. He's <laughs> He goes, that, that's why I love you, baby, because you're dangerous. 
No, I'm not kidding. That was the story. But I mean, it, can you imagine that? Like, <laughs> he, he doesn't. <laughs> I mean, that's that's like true love. I mean, how how can you not want to get mad at somebody? Like, if you if I walked out and you had a lit cigarette pumping the gas, <laughs> I'd be like, I wouldn't have said, "Hey, I love you because you're dangerous." I, I'd have been like. <laughs> it's funny so anyways that is my story let's go to trucking trucking within trucking <laughs> so today on toxidia we've got a couple things we want to talk about um i got an update on that guy that killed the cop uh the the uh uh truck driver that was arrested yeah, 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 in yeah. tennessee loudon county got a unique update on him got a couple little stories that we want to talk about today on the show, but first, I want to mention a sponsor. Lay it on me. We always do our sponsors live. It's not pre-recorded. We're no, it's better that way. We're different. We're, we fly off the hip like that. We're different. Anyway, so um, National Carriers, mm-hmm. awesome company. They are. Their number is 888-311-7076. Drivers or newbies, I mean, they'll, they'll literally take a driver out of school, train mm-hmm. them, and y'all can become like a lease purchase driver with one of those big blue Kenworth T680s. They all have APUs, fridge, freezer, inverter, all that stuff. But they're a great company because it's all percentage and they don't do broker loads. So it's, you know, you're always, there's no waiting for freight. Anyways, write this number down, 888-311-7076. Ruth Ann, today on Talk CDL. You sound like a CD skipping. Okay, so check it out. Before we get going, let's mention Mid-America. Uh, the, the truck show. The Mid-America yeah, Mid America Trucking Show. We're going to be there. We are, in fact, I have it written down. We are going to be there. <laughs> and, you, and you just go, we're going to be there. Um, yes. Beat you to it. So you did, and uh, we would love to meet everybody out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't established if we're going to get a booth or if we're just going to kind of go to walk around. We were invited to come. And uh, we're probably going to walk around and meet people, maybe talk to people that haven't heard about the show yet. There's people that haven't heard about the show. There is? Yeah, probably about 10 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ain't that big. <laughs> yeah. But but no, seriously, we wanna, we'd love it if everybody wanted to meet us out there. Um, if you're registering, uh, and, and really, what, this is what I wanted to mention to you guys about the Louisville Truck Show. When, what's the dates on it? It's like March. It's at the end of March, like last the week. 23rd, 24th, 25th, something to that effect. Something to that effect. It's like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But what I wanted to tell everybody is if you register right now, uh, if you just go on like Mid America Show Register, and when you see the word promo code, type in the promo code N is in Nancy, E is in Edward, P is in Paul, and then the number 18. NEP 18. You get in free. If you don't register by March 1st, I think it's like 10 or $20 per person to get in. And I know, like, I've talked to some people, and I'm like, I'm just not sure if I'm going to go. Well, guess what? It don't cost you anything to register and get a free ticket. And if by chance, you know, some of you guys and gals out there listening, you're going to be dispatched and possibly be going by the Louisville Truck Show. You could tell your dispatcher, hey, I'd like to lay over there. Or can you at least schedule me to stop there? Mm-hmm. And because it's, I've been there, you know, a giant parking lot. You could pull right in and uh, um, walk in and check out the show trucks, check out, you know, all the new technologies, meet a lot of people. And then, of course, meet you and I. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Well, that really. Yeah, I'm with you. Go ahead. I'm stuck. Um, it doesn't really, it doesn't hurt to register 
with the with the understanding that you might not make it. What would hurt is if you wait and say, you know what, I'm going to go, and then you have to pay. So well, that's what I'm getting yeah. at. I mean, just register, yeah. and if you register, even if you don't go, it didn't cost you anything. But some people are going to go. Eh, I'm not sure I'm going to go, and then you don't register, and then at the end of March you're going by, and you got like two or three you going, and you're going. Ah, oh, now we got to pay thirty or sixty. Exactly, yeah. and it, that, that's kind of stupid. So register. Remember our promo code, NEP eighteen. Use that, and it'll get you in free. Something else I want to mention, everything. Um, everybody knows about the Canadian protest going on mm-hmm. right now. It's pretty big, actually. It is. It's really big. Yeah, I was watching it. There's like a million live streams. You can go on Facebook and all kind of media, and you can just watch the live. There's people walking around streaming live. And, uh, man, it's really, it's huge. And they're, they're protesting vaccination, you know, the vaccine, the blah, 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 the vaccine and a couple other things. But really what I wanted to say was if there's somebody – you know, we got a lot of Canadians that listen to the show. Mm-hmm. If if one of you guys is is willing, we'd love to have you call in uh, anytime this week. Just send us a message on Facebook or on LinkedIn, and uh, really better off Facebook because we're always in there. Send us a message and let us you know know when would be a good time, and we'll I'll I'll rearrange my schedule just to get one of those guys on and give us like a play-by-play of what's going on you know yeah that would be cool yeah i think it would be really cool so any of you canadians or anybody that's up there in the at the front lines okay of the protest in ottawa give us a call should i leave my number you think um <laughs> i don't know yeah <laughs> although you I'll know getting pranks now nah. all right so anyways hang up. Yeah, just yeah mess just message hey, us on Troy. Your refrigerator's running. Yeah. Go, go, <laughs> go catch it. Go catch your fridge. But anyways, um, just message us on Facebook, and uh, we will definitely get a hold of you. We'd love to interview you. So with that being said, how about one more sponsor, and then we're going to move on with the show. Okay. How about Carter Lumber? Carter Lumber, over 168 locations east of the Mississippi. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of locations. It is. Um, and all they do is hire drivers for local work. If you have a Class A license or a Class B license, mm-hmm. go to www.carterlumber.com forward slash TalkCDL. That's carterlumber.com forward slash TalkCDL. If you have a Class A or a Class B license, they would love to have you fill out their three, four question sheet when you click on that, that page. They'll contact you, get you in for an interview, and get you working local home every day, especially you guys that are out there on the road that aren't getting home. Maybe take a break and go work for Carter. Ruthann. Joy. How are you doing today? I'm spitting fine. Are you busy this week? Everything going good? I've been very busy this week. Yeah, you have. Yeah, I got, I'm like actually sitting here picking the glue off my fingers. <laughs> yes. Ruthann Ruth is a dance mom. and. <laughs> Yes, yeah, <laughs> our daughter's a tapper and a ballet and all that other stuff. And Ruth Ann's like this famous dance mom because she runs her around everywhere. And like when you get an outfit for her for the dance, Ruth Ann and her friends are always rhinestoning. <laughs> Sparkles. Exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, you, you guys glue each little rhinestone. like, And these are like little rhinestones. Mm-hmm. Like, like you ever seen that? What was that song? Like a rhinestone cowboy. Yeah. Um, was that Glenn Campbell or one of them? Right? One of them, yeah. I can't even remember. Everybody's going to write in and go, you dumbass. <laughs> no, but anyways, the rhinestones and stuff on those old cowboy jackets, they were big. Yeah. But those little rhinestones that you put on, it's like like pepper. It's like little tiny. You ever hear that joke? I heard you got a job in a, in a 
pepper factory picking out fly shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't heard that. <laughs> but anyways, um, the uh, Ruth Ann is tired because she's been running around. You got competition this weekend. Yeah. And here we are in the podcast. Yeah. So anyways, moving on. Let's listen to this article we've got. Now, this is all, all about trucking from here and all, except for Ruth Ann's little jokes maybe later. Um, check this out. Police man crushed between his own rig and a loading dock. Ooh. This happened in Illinois. It says a driver is dead after being crushed by his own semi at a Sam's Club in Illinois on Wednesday morning. You know what surprises me is how much that actually happens. Well, I mean, I don't know that it happens a lot, but it definitely happened this past week. It says the accident happened on February 9th, so just the other day, approximately at 5.57 a.m. in normal Illinois. According to the news, police and firefighters were called to the Sam's Club at 2151 Shepherd Road after receiving reports of a man crushed between his tractor trailer and the loading dock. When personnel arrived, they found the man to be deceased. Hmm. A preliminary autopsy determined that 51-year-old Alan D. Leisman died from traumatic compressional asphyxia caused by the entrapment between the truck and the loading dock. Excuse me. Um, the incident is still under investigation. Anybody has any information, call 309 454 9535. What do you think of that story? I feel extremely sad over it. You know, remember when I used to, and I've told this story before. As soon as I read that, I'm like, wow, I remember I used to go to, um, what was the name of that place in Pittston? Bevico, Bevico. Which was U.S. Foods. Mm. And I used to take like a couple skids of like steaks or whatever in there in, yeah. in a region. Icing? Yeah, icing. But a lot of, a lot of meats and stuff. And then I would have to go in the warehouse and, and, you know, break it down. And it was like one of those places nobody liked to, to go to the, where you backed in. You literally had no room to back in. You had to, you could only back one trailer in at a time, this place. Mm -hmm. You couldn't back. If, if you got a door at this place, because the railroad track, tracks were up against where you had to back, if you got a door on the other side, like to the right of a trailer, you weren't getting in unless you were blindsiding it. And like I said, the railroad tracks had a, a big wall there to where you couldn't do anything. You had to back up to the left of any trailer. It was terrible. But mm -hmm. check this out. I got there one day, right? And it was, I'm pretty sure it was a CR England truck. It was parked over in the field and they had the police tape around it. And here what happened, and like I said, I've told this before, what happened was... A, a, a husband and wife team had just made a delivery at Bevico. And the husband pulled, you know, they came out after they got their bill signed. The husband pulled forward. Now, keep in mind, this dock was, you know I mean, like a little angle where it, it wasn't flat. Like if you pulled forward and didn't put your brakes on, you would, you would just drift. drift. You would drift back into mm -hmm. the door. So anyway, so this guy pulls up far enough, and the wife gets out to shut the doors, okay? Mm -hmm. And he's in there. This was back when paper logs. The story goes he was in there doing his logs. And so here... Being a responsible trucker at that time. Right. He's in there doing his logs, and he was... You know how in a tractor trailer, 
when you put your foot on the brake, you have to push it down harder than a car. Mm -hmm. So apparently his foot must have lifted up. Just relaxed a little. Yeah, because he didn't pull out and pull. He didn't like set his brakes. When he pulled out, he didn't go. Right. He didn't. He didn't pull the brakes out. He just kept his foot on the pedal. Mm -hmm. And so, all of a sudden, a few minutes goes by. He's in this. This is what I was told. He was in in the middle of doing logs and you know reading and doing things, and he realized she hadn't come back in the truck yet. And he looked in his mirrors, and here, the trailer was all the way back. You know, again, so apparently he must have, because it wasn't a steep, you know, dock where you would just fly back. Must have just slowly drifted enough that he didn't feel it bump against the dock itself. He got out and he had crushed his wife to death. She was dead right there. And um, I mean, that must have been traumatic, you know, for anybody to kill your partner, mm-hmm. you know, out of neg. That's negligence. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't. I mean, I'm not picking on the guy, but when you don't pull out. And set your brake. Well, you know, in all, to be honest with you, as a truck driver, we're really, this is really like heavy equipment. Mm -hmm. You have to exercise extreme safety, extreme safety around tractor trailers. You really do. No matter what you're doing, there's people can get hurt so easy and damage can be done. Mm -hmm. You know, there's just so much moving that big thing around. Yeah. I mean, it's 80,000 pounds on average, you know. So it's it's not. I mean, even your tractor itself is what thirty eight to forty thousand. Um, I, no, I think the tractor is like, and it depends on the tractor. Yeah. Usually eighteen to twenty thousand. Yeah, oh, okay. depa- it depends on the tractor. And but then you have your weight of your trailer. That's what I was thinking yeah, yeah. of, without it being loaded. Correct. And you have your trailer, and then you know, usually like a a reefer or a a, a dry box probably scale out at forty six thousand max, something like that. But it, but either either way, it doesn't matter if the trailer was empty. A woman is not going to be able to hold that pressure back. No, no one can. No, I don't. Uh, Hulk Hogan couldn't. So you know, I, I'm I'm sorry for you know people like that. Prayers out to them, you know, and and um, hopefully this man. Uh, well, actually, uh, with the the man that was killed the other day, there's nothing you know that can be done about that at this point, except for his family. I'm wondering if I'm wondering if somehow the basically the same thing. You know, you you get out of the trailer. And you don't set your brakes. And, you know, it's coming back very slow till you shut your door. You don't realize all of a sudden it picks up speed. You try to get out of the way. And next thing you know, you're done. He might have been opening his doors. You never know what was actually going on at that early in the morning. He might have been opening up to deliver. And when he opened it up to deliver, realized his brakes weren't set. And that's how it drifted back as soon as he... I mean, it's just, it's just horrible no matter what, what the circumstances are. I mean... Anybody that, that goes through a death, the, the, when you're, it's traumatic like that, I mean, I have friends that were in a car accident and the steering wheel jammed up in his chest cavity and he was alive talking to his buddy that was in the car next to him. And then when the um, police and the EMTs went and to remove him from the vehicle, as soon as they relieved that pressure, it, it just basically his whole chest just went, it like imploded. So he died instantly as soon as everything was released. And there's been a lot of stories where that stuff kind of, that, that's, what, that's what happens. But to basically go through that, it's, it's just, no matter what, hurts. Do you remember a show on HBO called Taxi Cab, and, Taxi Cab Confessions? Yeah. Years ago. I mean, we don't have HBO anymore, so it, who knows? It may still be on. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I'll never forget that story 
the guy told about he was a New York City detective and they were in you know the the guy in the cab he had cameras and he would talk to them and and uh, the ones that had interesting stories or confessed to things they would play it on the HBO show of course with their consent yeah and, waiver signed <laughs> and, and this detective he told the story how because they asked him what was the most gruesome things that you've seen and he said one of the most gruesome and sad stories he he said I've, I've ever seen in my life was on the subway he said uh one one time, he said there was a guy that fell off the wall and got caught between the train. Or yeah, the, as the train was pulling in, he got caught between the train and the wall. And what happened was, he didn't realize this. He was trapped there, and they had to bring in all these uh, rescuers. But the problem was, when the train came to a stop, it spun his body. But the problem was it it, it 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 somehow locked down his from his hips down, stayed kaput, they stayed, but from his waist up spun to where this guy was spun like a um, a rope or whatever you would call it, you know, uh, mm-hmm. a rubber band. Mm-hmm. And th- it reminded me of what you were saying. They knew what they were going to do. They were going to bring in airbags to lift the train back off the track to get him out. But what they did was they called his family and brought them down. This guy was standing there, they said, talking like he wasn't even hurt. Mm -hmm. Right? But his body had been spun around a bunch of times. Well, they brought the family down to say goodbye. Mm -hmm. That's what, literally, this is what this detective said. He said, we had to, we had to bring this, his family down and let them know this man is going to die. As soon as we pulled the train back, he was going to, you know, whatever, bleed out real fast. There was no saving the guy. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of reminded me of that story you told. With mm-hmm. the, so really what I'm trying to get at, drivers, you don't know with this heavy equipment that we operate, be careful. Exercise caution. You know, when you get out of the truck, put your brakes on. I mean, honestly, every single, I don't care if you're on flat land in sand. Put your brakes on. Something can happen. Mm-hmm. You, you just you just stick to protocol, what you're supposed to do when you you're get You're trained out of it. to do it. Do it. I, I remember a driver told me he had a DOT recordable accident. He pulled into a rest area. He had to go to the bathroom so bad he forgot to put his parking brakes on. He forgot to pull out you know the red and yellow out. He forgot to do that. Well, when he came and he ran into the bathroom, when he came back out, his truck had drifted like 10 feet. Right. But the problem is it drifted over one of those metal garbage cans and it cut his fuel line. Exactly. And so what happened was he had to actually get towed now and they had him down for a DOT recordable accident. Yeah. Because, you know, a DOT recordable accident is considered anything with death, um, injury or the towing of a vehicle. That's a DOT recordable. Mm -hmm. And so this poor guy was having a hard time getting a job all because he forgot to set his parking. Because he had to pee. Yeah, well, not because he had to pee, because <laughs> you know, he didn't take a half a second to just reach over and set the brakes. You got to, that's what I'm saying, you got to have that mindset, no matter what, safety comes first before you rush out and do anything. So, anyways. Anyways. Moving on. You know, uh, as I was telling that story, there's probably drivers going, because I see them on the blog all the time, and they're like, don't be a dumbass. That's that's really bottom line. That's uh, But people don't realize, sometimes your mind gets sidetracked. Mm-hmm. And that's why 
Excuse me. That's why it's very important to keep your mind clear and keep safety first. Moving on. Moving on. Um, how about we talk about Load Smart, Ruthann? Camion, K A M I O N. Um, I know a lot of drivers are downloading this. It's a free download. If you go to camion.io forward slash talk CDL, that's K A M I O N dot IO forward slash talk CDL. Guys, this is a free download and it's a, a it's basically asked the question are you are you making a profit are you not are you losing money when you should be making even more money and it integrates with everything you have and if you're a, a even if you're a large company um, if you have a fleet um, if you if you're a company that does lease purchasing if like if you're a tractor trailer company and you've got say a hundred trucks have your drivers download this yeah you'll but, see which tractors making money and which ones aren't right, well not only that but th- they'll retain their drivers better because you know there's some drivers that you know may be losing a thousand bucks a month and that's money in their pocket mm-hmm. but anyways it's free download it and uh, move on with life make some money and be happy anyways moving on Ruthann the uh, truck driver we talked about him last week the guy that was in loudon county he killed a cop mm-hmm. because uh, they had a rolling roadblock remember mm-hmm. that story mm-hmm. and uh the the cop was out on interstate 75 um in uh i think knoxville area and he was moving the ladder he was getting a ladder somebody lost a ladder and he you know obviously didn't want it to cause accidents so they created a rolling roadblock and this trucker comes through and doesn't I guess he wasn't paying attention. He was, ends up hitting the cop and killing him. Um, and th- the worst part was he was under the influence mm-hmm. of marijuana, and he admitted it. And I've read before where they actually had they knew he had a gun in the truck, and they had to have him explain where it's at because they couldn't find it and blah blah blah. So, anyways, here's a story. It says, and it gets worse for this guy now. They set a bond for a million dollars. Wow. I know. So now this is this is why I, I do these stories because, you know, one guy is going to suffer, but if somebody just straightens up, they could probably avoid what this guy is, is going to go through, and I'm going to show you what's happening. It says a bond of a million dollars has been set for the truck driver accused of killing Loudoun County Sheriff Sergeant Chris Jenkins last Thursday. Driver's name was Christopher Savannah. He's 43. He lives in Houston, Texas. And he was driving a tractor trailer when he ignored, this is what it says, ignored a roadblock and hit and killed Sergeant Jenkins as he was attempting to remove a ladder that fell out of a vehicle on I-75, the Tennessee Highway Patrol said. Now listen to this. Savannah was disqualified. Listen to this. He was disqualified from having a CDL back in 2020 for a previous drug violation. Uh, Lieutenant Kerry Hickson uh, testified. So this guy didn't even have a valid CDL. Oh, my gosh. And, and he lost it two, almost two years ago for basically the same thing he just got arrested for. Hmm. Isn't that something? How was he driving? Well, well, you know, here's the thing. I wish I could have found the company he was running for. Because I'm going to, before I read the rest of this, that company, just like we talked about last week, the company that... Um, Green Tree. Well, Green Tree and that other company that um, had hired the, the guy that got the 110 years. Yeah, the and one reduced, trust. And then it got reduced down to 10. Well, anyways, how the hell do you put a driver... You're the least, when you're hiring a trucker, the least you're supposed to do is run his MVR. 
Yeah. Now, this guy has a, he might have had a, like a regular license, but how in the hell did, you know, and I don't know if was he an owner operator, but there's no way you could run and get insurance without a valid CDL. This guy was literally flying under the radar. Yeah, he somehow got, you know, like maybe didn't get reviewed. You know, he, he slid through somehow where. Yeah. I mean, so my, my whole thing is the, the company that hired him, right, they should be sued and they probably will be. Oh, yeah. I would I, if I was prosecutors, I'd be like, why was that guy on the road? Who put him on the road? Mm-hmm. Now, here's another thing to think about. It's negligent hiring. Negligent hiring. They're screwed. But here's another thing to think about. How stupid can any man or woman be? I mean, seriously, think about this. You already had lost your license two years ago, and now you're driving without a license. Don't you think... I'm going to be honest with you. When I was, like, in my 20s, and I worked at a car dealer, I was part of a car dealership, actually, when I was in my 20s. And we used to drive around, you know, with no plates on and all, but the cops knew us because of the dealership, right? But I had gotten pulled over in Reading, in my car, I was speeding. A couple of my buddies and I we were going to a club. I got pulled over, and the cop comes over and he goes, "Mr. Austin, did you real? Do you know uh, that you were driving under a suspended license?" And I literally didn't know. That there's a there's a point to what I'm about to say, and I I'm like, no, I didn't know. Well, guess what? They give me a ticket, and the state suspends my license for another for a year. See, the reason I had a suspended license because it was an unpaid ticket. Now I've now I've got a suspended license, and I work for a car dealer. There's no way that I can't drive. So mm-hmm. I've, I've got to now go the next year and not get caught driving. So my point is this. I was probably that year I was the most cautious driver ever because you know how I drive, right? I'm, I'm, <laughs> yes. I, I, I mean, I get there. But the bottom line is with that whole year when I didn't have my license, I was like, Mr. Obey the Law, man. I'm, st- I'm doing complete stops at stop signs. You know what I mean? I'm not running yellow lights. I'm just doing everything because the last thing I want to do is get pulled because I knew this guy, his name was Brownie. Brownie yes, you knew Brownie. <laughs> his license was suspended for 32 years. No, it's, it's not a joke. It's true. He, he did because he kept, he would get, the, the cops knew him and they'd see him driving. They'd pull him over and then the state would tack on another year. So this guy had gotten pulled over so many times he was up to 32 years suspended. To and this, that was a while ago. Yeah, to this day, he probably still doesn't have his license. But anyways, my whole point is, this truck driver, he he didn't have a CDL for drugs, right? Mm-hmm. And what does he do? Two years later, he's driving high with drugs in his truck, right? Without a, with a suspended license, mm-hmm. with a suspended CDL. I mean... That's the epitome of, of stupidity in my in my book. Yeah. Because, like I said to you, when I was suspended, I was Mr. Cautious, man. I was doing my thing, driving nice. I wasn't going to get pulled over, right? This guy's driving wasted. You know what I mean? Not paying attention. He mm-hmm. kills somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to prison. There's no doubt he's going to do time. Mm-hmm. And there's no doubt in my mind that this um, this company that hired him should be also prosecuted mm-hmm. because you you hold responsibility when you put a guy like that on the road and you knew he did there, there's no way you couldn't have known that he didn't have a cdl well say he was working for them for the last four or five years he might have had a cdl at the time but they still have to review him and run the reports periodically to make sure and maintain that he's not going and getting a violation that then disqualifies him from their insurance so they will get 
some in some major trouble for not doing that portion of what their job is supposed to do. That's what safety is supposed to do every year is review everybody. Right. And usually every six months, like you mm-hmm. said, and usually the insurance company itself will run it. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, the only way to put this guy to work, because you're desperate for a driver, is to go, all right, we'll just hire him and not report it to your insurance company, thinking, okay, well, if something happens, then we'll just report it. Well, now you're screwed. Yeah. Now you're screwed because either you didn't check him out, and that's the other thing. They can trace that back to see under his record if he pulled that CDL mm-hmm. and then knowingly hired the guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of crap going to hit the mm-hmm. fan on this. I really want to follow this story, and we'll see where it takes us. But anyways, try, time to move on. We're beating a dead horse. Oh, um, J.J. Keller, your favorite. It is my favorite. You love them. I do. And look, not that our other sponsors aren't no, your I favorite. I like all of them. You just love J.J. Keller I, well, because of what they do. Yeah, they, they're there to help the trucker. I mean, we all want to be there to help someone, and we are doing our podcast to help drivers and do different things that way. So that's yes. why I like Keller. Keller does that for the driver. They help them out. Plus, we're getting rich. Oh, please. I'm just no, I'm just kidding. We're not getting paid. All right. So, J.J. Keller, 888-601-2017, trucker secretary. If you're filing for your, D- your uh, DOT numbers, your authority, if you are uh, a person that hates paperwork at the end of the year, making sure everything's filed correctly for like a couple dollars, it's literally like having a... a uh, so, at this time secretary. of year when you're pulling your hair out because you're trying to get everything together... And making sure you have everything filed. Think about that. Think about that and call them. 888-601-2017. It's always worth a phone call. All right, next story. Listen to this, Ruthann. Based on the last story, the driver that was high. Mm-hmm. Um, listen to this stuff. Um, driver drug violations increased by 10% in 2021 over prior year. Mm-hmm. You're shaking your head. you seen that story? Yeah, I did. I did. I started reading it. I'm like, oh. Well, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it, here's what it says. It says the total number of truck driver drug violations increased by 10% in 2021 compared with the total numbers reported in 2020, according to a new federal drug and alcohol clearinghouse summary report. Listen to these numbers. It's crazy. The, the new Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration report said that the number of driver violations in all of 2021, these are drug violations, mm-hmm. 58,215. We yeah. got some wasted drivers out there. Y'all are bad. Not You're all. bad. Well, not all. They no, the ones that are driving I mean, there's a inebriated. Mi- there's a million drivers. Inebriated. So I would say that that's a small number, but they're the ones that got caught. Yeah, it was still yeah. not bad. Listen, compared, it said compared to the previous year, which was 52,800. So it went up 6,000. Yeah, bad drivers. When the clearinghouse first went into effect on January 6th. Now, listen to this. It says those numbers include drug test failures, disqualifications resulting from carrier knowledge of, excuse me, Carrier knowledge of drivers' drug use and refusals by drivers to take a drug test, the report said. However, positive drug tests accounted for the overwhelming majority of drug violations rising in 21 to 55,223 from 53,557 the prior year. By far, the largest number of positive driver test results were for marijuana, which increased to 31,085 in 2021, up from 29,000 the prior year. That's because Colorado. 
Yeah. So it says positive test results totaled more than 55% of all driver drug test failures. The number of positive cocaine tests results are increased to 8,765 uh, um, in 21, up from 7,940. So, you know, it's it's that's gone up uh, a good percent also, coke, coke, cocaine. So really what, the, what it comes down to, guys, honestly, you want to know what it is? Stop doing drugs. I got my CDL. Let's go party. Let's go party. I mean, seriously, that's the attitude of some of these guys. Let's go get high and then take a drive. I want to drive because I feel so good. <laughs> I, I can go on a high because yeah. I'm all high. <laughs> I feel so good. Let me go for my drive. I mean, seriously, guys, honestly, that's that's some bad stuff. I mean, honestly... You know, the last thing anybody should ever think about doing, listen, tell everybody, I, I have my CDL. When If you and I go out to dinner and I drink a beer or two, do I drive or do I say you're driving? I get to drive. And even though that I'm not even buzzed. And I hate it. <laughs> even though that I'm not even buzzed, my big thing is if somebody pulls out in front of me and I hit them and then the cop smells beer on my breath, I'm screwed. Yeah. You, know, you want to know why I don't like driving when Troy, with Troy in the vehicle? Tell us. Because he's always telling me how to drive. Hey, I am Troy. <laughs> I do. T- I tell everybody how to drive. It's annoying. Yeah. So, but anyways, um, guys, that should alarm everybody um, that you know we're all failing drug screens out there. Not everybody, because I know it's, I ain't. You're not. I'm not. And there's mil- there's hundreds of thousands of drivers that wouldn't even think about doing it. But guys and guys and gals that are right now listening to the show, this is just a quick message to you guys. Anybody that's sitting in their bunk right now, firing up a doobie, I'm serious now, (laughs) and snorting a little line, (laughs) little line, maybe you got some booze going, and you're and you're out on the road. You will get caught. Well, you and you may not get caught today, but just like that truck driver in the last story, do you really? I mean, this guy must be probably has that attitude of, look, man, I can drive high. It's not a big deal. I do it all the time. I've never had a problem with it. Well, you guess what? You just killed a cop. Now you have a problem. The funniest thing that I hear people say when they smoke dope is saying how it clears their mind and they think better. Oh, yeah. No, you don't. You, you don't really actually think better. You just think you think better because you're making excuses up. Do you remember that commercial? Which one? Where the guy was walking in circles in a room and, it, and he... I'm just trying to remember what he would say. He would say, I work really hard so I can buy more Coke. So I can work, so I can buy more Coke and do drugs so that I can work harder. Because he thought that, he thought doing the Coke, right, made him work better. So he kept, he's drawing around a circle going, I work really hard to buy Coke so I can work really hard so I can buy Coke. So I can really work hard so I can buy Coke. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like this never ending cycle mm-hmm. of, like you said, trying to convince himself that the drugs. I mean, I knew a guy that was Bill Cosby's um, uh, optometrist. He would literally be one of the guys that worked on his glasses. And he, he would tell me that him and his buddies, because they were in this high end um, office, right, they always did Coke so that they can stay stay focused that was his thing when i remember him telling me that uh, we, we were always doing lines man and we were always so focused and so and able to work really hard that's the mind of somebody that's mm-hmm. doing the, the doing the dope well, we knew someone that used to say that too that they who's that, that you don't want to say it uh-uh. okay don't say it. so she 
yeah. told us. Oh, yeah, I know. That the one that's in jail for 10 years? No. Oh. No, no, no. No, she's not in jail. Okay. Um, she said that, you know, she functioned much better when she was high on her heroin. But the thing is, is she kept having to do heroin because when she plateaued at that... Talking about my niece? Yes. Okay. When she hit that plateau where, you know, like, say it was, I don't know how to do drug lingo, so I'm just going to use a number of three of the three of the, the little balls or whatever it is, that, whatever mm-hmm. it is that she used to do. Right. When she hit three and her body accustomed to that three, then she'd have to go to four or five or six. And she would end up doing, what'd she do the one time? Eight? No, seven. She did seven bags of heroin, snorted them, and uh, was walking around like it was nothing. She was just so used to it. But yeah. she's, um, and just so everybody knows, she's, she's been clean for... Yeah, she's clean now. Probably five years she's clean. But yeah. here's the thing. She's probably 80, 85 pounds is what she was. Yeah, she looked horrible. She, she was, was tiny. She's always been tiny. But the point is, is she thought that that's what you had to do to function. And that's what these people feel as though is they keep doing more drugs because they feel as though they can't function without it. But they're functioning normally. But their normal plateau is above normal. Yeah. So listen, really quick message. Um, this guy that just killed the cop. I guarantee you he didn't think anything was ever going to happen. He thought he was on. He thought the drugs were making him do better, blah, 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 blah. Now he's going to be in prison. So, guys, not only are you risking losing your job, your career, but you're also risking, seriously, uh, being in prison for a long time. And, look, I don't want to sound like a mother hen pecking at you. I'm just going to leave it at that. There's the example. You You guys just heard it. If you don't listen to it, in the end, you screwed up. Moving on, Ruthann. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, one last one last little story I have. I looked this one up. Uh, it was actually on CDL Life, this one here. You guys, I'm not going to read the whole thing. But there was a, a shooting uh, at a Pennsylvania rest area um, a little while ago. And uh, a trucker basically, um, here, I'll just read a little bit of it. It says, DA says PA troopers were justified in fatally shooting fatally shooting truck driver at rest area. Pennsylvania authorities have concluded an investigation into the fatal shooting of a semi-truck driver at a rest area last fall. So just, uh, you know, probably three, four months ago. Mm-hmm. On February 7th, Clinton County District Attorney Dave Strauss released the final report on the officer-involved shooting of 27-year-old truck driver Nergazi Mamarov. I'm, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but that's how it looks to me when I speak English. Um, and determined that the law enforcement officers acted reasonably under the circumstances when they fired their weapons at Mamrov in their own defense and therefore bear no criminal liability. Here, here's the bottom bottom line, because it's a long story. You guys can go over to CDLF and check it out. So there was a, a guy chasing people around with a gun, right, and and scaring people. And so police were called. When the cops arrived, this Mamrov was in his tractor trailer, and he was fighting and arguing with a guy outside the truck, but they were arguing in Russian. Mm. Yeah, you took my vodka, my vodka. I don't know, whatever they were saying, right? They were flipping out. So the cops arrest the guy on the ground, right? And they put him in the car, and they try to get Mamrov to get out of the truck. Well, Time goes by. They're surrounding the truck, blah, blah, blah. And finally, he starts it up, puts it in gear, and, you know, they're trying to block him. And I guess when they when he started trying to push through the police, they opened fire, right? And let me see if I can read the last part. Um, let's see here. 
It's a very long story. It says, uh, this was after they shot. It says, Mamrov then stopped his truck, reversed it for a short distance, and then accelerated rapidly forward again, driving through the PSP vehicles and dragging them along the way. Troopers continued to fire upon the vehicle unit um, until it struck two commercial vehicles near the I-80 entranceway. The truck became stuck against one of the vehicles, and troopers were able to enter the truck and disable the ignition. Mamrov was, uh, Mamrov's truck traveled approximately 321 feet forward through the roadblock before it was disabled. Okay, then it said when troopers entered the vehicle, they observed Mamrov had suffered significant gunshot wounds to vital parts of the body. EMS were on the scene shortly after the incident concluded, but Mamrov succumbed to his injuries at the scene. So, anyways, the cops were found innocent on this. And think about it. Here's a guy. He's flipping out, scaring people at a rest area, fighting with people. Then they surround him instead of complying. Guys, I'm going to tell you right now, just the bottom line with this one, listen to the cops when, when like, 50 of them have their guns pointed at you. Try to listen to them because you're gonna you're gonna die. It doesn't really matter. You'll be hurt one way or the other. I mean, yeah. I mean to to me anybody anybody that even if you're innocent well, of whatever is being said and done, yeah. being quiet and listening, no matter what, would be much better than flipping out. Well, you know, here's the bottom line. You got a big tractor trailer, and you can do a lot of damage with it, right? Mm-hmm. And you might have in your mind thinking, well, I got this big truck. I'm just going to run you guys over. When they start shooting, like, honestly, probably emptying 15-round clips into the cab, maybe 30, 40 of these guys shooting at you. One's going to hit you. One? I'm just using I'm just yeah. saying. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, guys, seriously, if, if you don't know guns, you, you're not going to come out of that alive. You I just have aren't. to shoot my new one. Yes, Ruth Ann, we, I bought her a, a little compact 9mm that she can carry. Very small. It doesn't even have sights. It's got a, a little hole it's with a light. Sight, a yeah. little light. It's a Sig Sauer. Yeah. And uh, that gun, that's sweet. I shot it too. So anyways. Um, I have a, a, a brief thing that I wanted to quick mention. Go ahead. Um, the ATRI is a GPS system that kind of runs with the DOT. Uh-huh. And just to make a short story here. They were gathering information for the most bottlenecked areas in, this, in, in the U.S. I'd love to guess that one. Go ahead. What do you think number one is? Chicago. No. Then D.C. No. Not L.A. No. New York? No. They're lying. No, it was actually Pittsburgh. No. They're saying Pittsburgh's the most bottlenecked. Well, it was was creating, it said, um, we have seen most recently in Pittsburgh that the cost of doing nothing could cost lives. It's time to fund these projects and get our supply chains moving again. So it was saying that it was one of the worst areas, and it was um, right there. And then it said the rest of the top 10 are Cincinnati at 71 and 75, Houston at 45 and the 69, 59. Yeah, they're bad. Atlanta at 285 and 185 north. All of Atlanta's bad. Atlanta at 120, or 120, I-20, and at I-285 west. Chicago, number six, I-290 at I-90 and I-94. So Chicago's only number six. Yeah, number seven is Los Angeles at the state route, 60 Uh and 57. Dallas is eight. Dallas is really bad. At I-45 and 30. Mm -hmm. San Bernardino, California is at I-10 and I-15. 
last but not least on the top 10 of this is Chattanooga at I-75 and I-24. Chattanooga. Chattanooga. So what about D.C.? There's no... It didn't even say it. Wow. So that was it was saying. And it was mainly meaning that at these specific areas mm-hmm. that something has to be done because it's costing more than just the bottlenecking. It's costing lives. It's costing structural failure. It's costing other issues that are, are happening so that they really need to fix these specific issues at these cities and fix them so that they can grow and save the lives because of the consequences that are happening at the bottlenecking. I get upset when I get to Grover Cleveland and Highway 19. And I know. Assassin. He is horrible. When there's like 10 people in front of me at the light, I, I go the back way. I just do a quick right. I laugh at him every time because he'll sit there and say, where are all these people coming from? Well, they're and it's like eight. <laughs> no, but like when the snowbirds are down, it's pretty crowded. I mean, Which, yes, we do triple right. when the snowbirds are down, but it's still funny because then he sits there and says, I can't wait till they're gone. Can't wait till they leave. And then he starts going in through his little tangent. And yeah, because you know what happens in Florida, if we're being honest? It's a melting pot here. You got, I, and I'm not putting old people down, but that's usually retirees coming down from Mass, from, from New Jersey, from Pennsylvania, New York, Michigan, Illinois. And like they all have their own habits of driving. They so do. You got all these people literally you know, kind of all driving together. That guy, you know, some of those guys from Mass, I mean, what do they call them? Mass holes? You know, <laughs> such a mass hole. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But listen, let's move on and get your jokes out and get out of here. Okay. You okay. got a joke? Well, I was going to tell you a story that happened to me the other night. But let's hear I won't. Let's well, it was, we were talking about the people driving. Well, Rebecca and I were on our way home, mm-hmm. and we're in the regular lane. You know, actually, we passed someone, and we got back over. And a sheriff comes flying down the road, right? Night, you can see the lights going. And we're sitting there, and this little, it was kind of like a Kia car, not quite sure if it was, in the passing lane. Mm-hmm. Not going very fast, but he's just sitting there. The sheriff comes right up to him, and Becca goes, ooh, he's getting pulled over. I said, no, he's not. The sheriff's trying to go around. She goes, why don't he go around? I said, because he's trying to prove her point. That car should have already gotten out of his way. This is where the move over, get out of the way of the sheriff. And she goes, well, why is he not doing it? I said, because he's stupid. The guy, not kidding, puts his four ways on and turns and pulls over to the left. In the median. Into the median so that the sheriff can go around him. Yeah. It was like the weirdest, yeah. stupidest thing in the world. And when we were going past, I look over and here it was like, I don't know, like a 24, 25-year-old guy. And he looked like, um, there was someone, I don't know even know who his passenger was, what they looked like. But it was like one of those kids that kind of looked like they, uh, you're wondering how they got their license. You know, I think the worst drivers, honestly, are like... 20, 18 to 24 year old girls. They really are. They drive with their thumbs. But, anyways, I'm just telling you, in Florida, here, on doing stupid it, stuff. yeah, I see it all the time. And they're worse than the, than the boys. You would think they weren't, but they are. Moving on. Word of the day by Word Genius. Word of the day. What is the word of the day? Stenic. 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 S T H E N I C. Stenic. Stenic. What does it mean? It means of or having a high or excessive level of strength and energy. Hmm. So in the sentence, it says certain medications can make people feel synthetic or the patient was fairly synthetic. Uh, It's like lisping. Synthetic (laughs) for someone who had surgery recently. Hmm. Okay. Sounds interesting. What do cats eat for breakfast? Meow mix? I don't know. <laughs> what, what do they eat? I don't. We don't have cats. Mice Krispies. Mice Krispies. 
Mice Krispies. Mice Krispies. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.